Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Monday, November the 27th. I want to wish my sister a happy birthday. She was born on, on this day many, many uh, years ago, so happy birthday to my sister. Today, we're going to be chatting with our good friend Bill Katz, the editor of Urgent Agenda. Lots to get into, lots to get into this uh, first show after Thanksgiving. So let me say hello to Mr. Bill Katz. How are you, Bill? Well, just reason, reasonably fine, Silvio, given the events of the world, but reasonably fine. It's very gloopy weather here in New York, uh, and it matches the condition of the city. That's right. That's yeah. right. Well, let me, let me bring up an interesting topic, and I want to give credit to our friends over at the Power Line because they wrote about this here in the last few hours, and that is the Disney Company. The Disney Company is admitting publicly that I guess the people who make their movies are not making movies for the people who buy them. I mean, there's yes. a mismatch. Apparently, they have other purposes for making movies. At one time, and you know this better than I do, having worked on television, there was a time when the whole point of, of having a program or making a movie was to, to please your fans or the, the people who paid money to, to go to these movies. Now it looks like, you know, Disney is on a mission to save the world, but in the process, they're destroying uh, the company. If I was a shareholder, I might be concerned about that, uh, Bill. I, I would, too. Uh, uh, I've never, I, I don't quite understand it. Apparently, from what I do know, there was an internal, a kind of internal revolt at Disney and that this whole business of woke films came from the employees, that they're, you know, they're artists within the industry. Many may be a member of, uh, be members of minority groups. And it was they who pushed this. But you would think that executives who were paid millions of dollars a year at Disney would realize immediately that this was not what Disney was about and that they were giving up their brand to satisfy political people. Well, apparently they didn't understand it. Uh, they still are paying enormous salaries. Uh, they not only have ruined the, the image of the uh, movie division, but the theme parks are virtually impossible for the average family to afford. Now, who's taking care of that? You would think if this were Walt Disney, he would worry about that. He'd do something. Uh, what he would do, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's an impossible situation. But uh, he... Uh, he, he was a tough businessman, but he was a good businessman, and he knew his audience, and he knew what he had to do to keep that audience. These people don't seem to care. They reflect to a certain degree the movie industry generally, which has lost interest in the American audience, which has contempt for it. Uh, they they go to uh, their their fancy schools, and they think that's what makes them uh, geniuses. I have never seen any relationship between education and talent. And I used to tell people that when I worked in Hollywood, I, I said, I don't even want to know where you, I don't even know if you, I don't even care if you went to school, you know, as, as long as you can give us a great movie or a great television program, that's all that counts. Right. And it's, it's a changed industry. I don't know if it will ever come back. I certainly don't think the, the feature film industry will. I think television, because it is so accessible, has a future. And uh, there are enough outlets now where people with some talent might find a home. Yes. But you know what I find uh, remarkable is for such a long time, we had this great movie industry and Disney was a big part of that. In fact, Disney was probably the most American original 
movie company in the world yeah. because uh, uh, because of Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse and all of that. And, you know, at one time, you know, when my sons were of the age where they wanted to see these Disney movies, uh, you could always count on, on Disney to put out a good product. Um, you can always count on Disney to put out a product you could take your kids to. I remember when the, the, those uh, movies about the hockey team, you know, I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of the movie. Uh, it was a, a young hockey team that competed. Mm. Uh, I can't remember the name of the movie the right now. The Anaheim, the Anaheim, whatever it was. The Ducks but or something. The yeah. Ducks, the Anaheim Ducks, yeah. that's it. And And this movie became so successful, they had to make like three of them. And you could always count on Disney to do something like that, to, to put a product that you wanted to take your kids to and that you were just there for the entertainment. I mean, that's it. You just wanted to go in two hours, you walk out, and everybody was happy. That doesn't seem to be the case now because now they're making movies. First of all, people are not going to see them. Uh, and then, like, like you say, when they explain the reason, they go, well, maybe – there's a mismatch between what we're making and what the public wants. Well, gee, wow, what a <laughs> what a what, what a discovery. That's right. Uh, I mean, how long do you think it would have taken? Uh, the, you worked uh, for Johnny Carson. How long do you think it would have taken Johnny Carson or his staff to uh, to figure out that maybe uh, whatever they were doing was not going over well with uh, the audience? Bill, it took a night, one night. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Either the audience laughs or it doesn't. You know, and, and you can't nowadays, if, if the audience doesn't laugh, they go to a psychiatrist uh, or, or to a college course in screenwriting, you know, and uh, it, that's not the way to do it. You would think that, I mean, just thinking out loud, I I would think that Johnny Carson, if not himself, people around him would check the overnight ratings every night. Well, they do. And, and look at him and say, hey, what happened on Tuesday night? We had a drop. What did we do right? What did we do wrong? And that you always thought of that of being the essence of any business, not just the movie industry. But it just looks like Disney has decided that they're, you know, they're going to redo Snow White. I if mean, they did, and, yeah, and, apparently. And, and, and make Snow White all about girl power. Yes. No, I don't know if they released that. I, <laughs> not I yet, no. no I think yet. they're I... redoing it, actually. They, they, yes. they met so much backlash that they are redoing it because the original Snow White, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure you know, the original yes. Snow White was actually a cute little story. Yes. Uh, the, the new Snow White, uh, her little friends were now all politically correct identity politics people. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And uh, each one had a mission. One wanted to save the world from climate change, the other one from racism, you know, so on. And, you know, people just don't don't go for this bill. They don't want to get a lecture. They want to go to be entertained. And if they're parents, they want their children entertained. They don't want to go home and have to explain every little thing about the movie. I mean, if you look at the movies that were popular that, that and became classics, certainly the Disney movies were among them. Some they can't show anymore. Song of the South is considered too racially insensitive, although... I've never met a black person who objected to it. I mean, it's always somebody else who thinks right. that's me. I want to speak for you. I want you to be, have a voice. You right. see, so I'm going to speak for you and tell you what to say. Right. Um, uh, but the you know, the Wizard of Oz, of course, comes to mind as the the great example of a a children's movie. Uh, and, uh, uh, and then the adventure movies, Robin Hood, things like that. They were great entertainment for kids on on the Saturday morning. They really were. That's right. And there's one that 
I know my sons used to love well called Dumbo. It was at his elephant, yes, an elephant who would fly around. But it turns out that that's racist. Well, yes, of course. Yes. And and I'm trying to figure out, you know, I'm I'm trying to figure out, you know, I saw that movie 20 times with my sons, and I just thought it was a cute little movie about an elephant. Well, now it turns out that there's a, you know, there's something in there that has to be explained uh, because, like you said, somebody finds it offensive. It's usually a white professor, yes, at a college that finds it offensive and writes an article, and everybody gets excited. It's like the the Cleveland Guardians. And the Washington or the Washington Commanders, formerly Redskins, or yes. the Cleveland Guardians, formerly Indians. None of the people who they thought who they said were offended were actually offended. That's right. That's right. They, uh, uh, you know, they didn't. Some of these these sociologists don't realize when somebody names a sports team, they name it for people who were admired. Not for people who are despised, you know. You know, I, I haven't, I haven't seen, <laughs> right. I haven't seen a, 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 a team called right. the Atlanta Inmates. That's right. <laughs> or the, and, you know, the the Brooklyn Fools or yes, the Brooklyn right. Idiots or something. Right. Yeah, I mean that just doesn't happen. No, you know, it's 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 usually because there's a local characteristic like the Dodgers in Brooklyn. Or the you know the the Orioles in Baltimore, the Bird, uh, or the Blue Jays in Toronto, something like that. But you know, teams had names like Giants uh, and, right. and Braves and Redskins, and, and these were supposed to be you know people you look up to. Absolutely, yeah. you did. And um, and sometimes they have neutral names like the Chicago White Sox. Okay, but it it wasn't. I don't think now today they couldn't do that. No. Because that would be a racist. I mean, you would have to have one sock that was white, but right. another sock that was of color. As That's they right. said. The diversity socks that would right. be called today. They, they would have a, a a different, you know, different shades, I guess, or different stripes representing ah, all of the, the interests. Can't say stripes. That's the Detroit Tigers. That's also racist. That's right. That's I right. Mean, what, what, what if you were an, an animal that didn't have stripes and you had to listen to that name all day long? I know. I know. Isn't that horrible? <laughs> yes. And what if you happened to be a lion that had nothing to do with the South, like That's tigers right. and uh, elephants? I mean, they had nothing to do with slavery. Uh, <laughs> yes. so, so I don't know. I mean, it's crazy, but I, I, I'm happy to see that Disney is at least admitting it now let's hope that the shareholders hear that and maybe uh, have a meeting the next time the board gets together. Maybe the shareholders can say, hey, did you forget that we're lending you the money to do this? Right, right. Well, I, I did think of one name that was negative, and that was the Pittsburgh Pirates. They, they had, a, But I guess there was a time when being a pirate was kind of in vogue, you know. Yes. Well, maybe. Maybe it was. Uh, I, You know, the one that would really... The one that literally had people upset was the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Somehow oh. they thought that the Devil that Rays religious, yeah, there was some religious connotation. But in fact, it was just the name of a fish. Yes, and <laughs> that's all there was. Well, let, let me move on to another quick topic. Uh, uh, in the city of New York, you had some some demonstrations on Sunday night. People were actually blocking. I think it's the Manhattan Bridge. The last time I checked, that's a pretty important bridge. Sure. And these people are blocking the, the you know, I guess if they want to protest, okay, go ahead and protest. But they're blocking traffic. I mean, one of these days, they're, they're going to pick up these people and throw them in the river. 
Yes, well, that, that's it. This is the pro-Palestinian crowd. At least they say they are. I have a, a sinking suspicion that most of them couldn't find Palestine on a map. I think they're just a bunch of old leftists. This is the, the, this is the, uh, the cause of the month. And they're out demonstrating, but you don't make too many friends in New York by blocking traffic. No, you, you really don't. don't. You really don't. And 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 that's what they're doing. The other day, I saw something very funny, Bill. I'm going to try to find it and send it to you. But someone said that you never see any of these protests in community colleges or technical schools. That's a very good point. And that maybe it's because the, the students are actually paying their way. Yes, in most and, cases, and actually have to work for their they, tuition, and they struggle. They really do, and, and that's a, it's a very good observation. I don't recall who, who made it, but uh, it is true that the smaller, poor schools you don't find these demonstrations. You and and I, I think if you looked carefully, and if the press would do its job and start interviewing some of the people in these demonstrations, I think they would find that many of them are foreign students, right? And they are they have. Um, basically kind of something over the, the colleges because foreign students uh, do not get scholarships. They, they are paid in full by their native country or a rich family somewhere. And the colleges make a fortune on them. They, That's that, right. They, they, they like the full fare, right? They don't, they, oh, they don't get the discount that, that maybe a, a resident of a state uh, would get uh, or whatever. They, they also have to pay for room and board, I guess, which is good yes. for the college. Oh, absolutely, and and one of the things that is coming up, and and I don't, I I really don't think this has much of a chance of becoming the major story that it should, is that apparently some of our prestigious colleges have been taking a great deal of money from dictatorships, uh, and that is something that I think ought to be looked into. I, I mean, I, I these are also colleges that are getting American federal aid, so they're getting a federal aid. And they're and and they're also getting money from dictatorships, some of which are anti-American. Right. It seems to me, if you want to get the money from the dictatorship, we're not going to give you any more federal aid. That's, That's that right. Be the... Well, that and but that obviously the, there needs to be a change uh, in leadership because I don't expect the president of the United States to to say something like that, but he should. He should he, absolutely. Public. Yeah. Well, when he's when he's awake, maybe he'll become aware of it. That's right. That's so somebody needs to pat you know put that in the in the talking points when he reads the the script. But Bill, one big issue today, of course, is hostage releases. As we talk, I guess they're releasing more hostages, or but it's becoming now a pattern. You know, they've had three or four releases, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think only one American has been released, and that's yeah. that little four year old girl. Have a go. Uh, yeah, and Abigail, yes, whose parents, I guess, were killed. Um, yes. Oh, which is horrible. I mean, to killed think in about front that. of her. Killed in front yes. of her. Yes. And then she had to crawl, I guess, to a friend's house or something. Yes. I mean, what an incredibly sad story. Uh, and, and and yet, you know, I, I've come to believe, I thought the first, you know, the first uh, release, well, it's just a coincidence. They didn't have any Americans. I think they're doing it on purpose, Bill. I think they're they're holding back Americans. Uh, on purpose to make either President Biden look bad or to make whatever point they want to make. But there are, I believe, 30 American hostages and only one has been released, Bill. That's exactly right. Well, they're playing us. This is exactly what the, what uh, uh, Hamas wanted. Uh, they they that th This was a very well-planned operation on their part. They took those hostages intentionally. This wasn't an afterthought. 
They were ready to with with transportation to get a large number of hostages back so they could use them as bait, as currency. They're just currency. They're not people to them. They're currency, and they're getting from us exactly what they want, which is a pause in the fighting. Uh, the the hostages are proving their worth, and I I don't know what the future of this conflict is going to be. But knowing the way the West caves in at every opportunity, and the fact that Israel is never allowed to win a war, uh, I think the the future may be that Hamas will come off pretty well, and and that's disgraceful. They are a, a, a bunch of thugs, and they are all under the control of Iran. And that's the right. president of the United States will not say that. And he should, because of course he should. Uh, uh, and not only that, but you have, you know, you have their leaders are hiding in places where we know they are. Yes. And I do not understand why we don't make it very clear that if we don't ha have these hostages out in 24 hours, we're going to hold the leaders responsible, not the people in Gaza. Yes. We're going to actually go after uh, the leaders in Qatar and wherever they are, and we're going to use special forces to get them. Uh, that we're going to target them. We're going to use drones, whatever we have to use. But we're going to arrest or kill the leaders of this if we don't get our hostages back. I mean, why, no. why else? Why, why would you need two aircraft carriers in the region if you're not yes. going to use it, Bill? Well, they, they, the aircraft carriers apparently were there to discourage Iran from enlarging the war. That's the best. And, and you'll notice that we have been, our troops in the Middle East have been attacked about 60 times in the last few months. And all we have done is, is punch back with a, a little raid here and a little raid there. Iran has a kind of a lobby in Washington. And I think it's time that the press started exposing it. And that lobby, uh, I think, reports to, to a certain degree to Barack Obama. I mean, these are his policies and they reflect his policies. Iran is behind. They, it's inconceivable that Iran did not either know about the attack on Israel or suspect something. And uh, and as uh, some uh, military men have said, the next time they attack American troops, we ought to come and hit Iran, not hit uh, Syria or Iraq, but hit Iran and right. hit them hard. And they will maybe learn a lesson. That's what Donald Trump would have done. Right. This whole thing wouldn't have happened if Trump had been in office. No, uh, there's no way. It certainly would have been handled differently. But it's exactly right. I think we should call, the president should call the head of Iran. Look, you've got 24 hours, 48 hours to get all the Americans out. And we want them here. And there's a Red Cross ambulance there to pick them up. And if you don't do that, all bets are off. You can pretty much write off your refinery and oil yes. production facilities. That's right. That's because right. We will take them out. And but this is not going to happen because they have a certain hold over people in Washington. I think that there is a, a left wing branch in the Democratic Party that believes Iran should be our future in the Middle East, not Israel. Uh, and I, I and I'm afraid that Mr. Obama is a part of it. Uh, if you look at the people who were appointed to diplomatic positions involving Iran, they were his people. One had to be fired because he lost his security clearance. Uh, but but it's a very bad situation. And the what makes it worse is that the press will not expose it. That's right. No, you're exactly right. And but I just think it's time to come down, come down very hard on Iran and simply oh, yeah. say there will be consequences. And you know, the amazing thing is that it probably wouldn't. It, it wouldn't be a major military operation to take out their refineries. I mean, we could, I remember President Reagan back in 1988, I think he took out half of their Navy one day. Yes. By simply, by just taking it out. 
And we could probably do some real hardcore damage to Iran, almost probably bring down the regime, considering how unpopular it is, uh, by simply, you know, <laughs> forcing them to to stop doing this kind of support of, of Hamas. Now, speaking of President Trump, Bill, I wanted to go to another quick point here. He just keeps on gaining in the popular yeah. the polls. Now, I don't know if these polls are going to hold up. I, I don't know if they would be different if he was running against somebody other than Biden. But you look at this real clear politics average, and he's now about two and a half points, almost three points ahead of, of President Biden. When they, when they put other candidates in the mix, I mean, it could be an electoral college wipeout. Yes. Uh, well, so I, I amazing. Think, I think people are coming to the conclusion that Trump will be the nominee of the Republican Party. I think they're considering him. I, I, I don't know if the in the end it will be a, a, a positive consideration because he may be under all kinds of indictments by the time uh, or the American people can decide otherwise. I'm not going to care about the indictments because they're all part of some sort of a stunt. And I don't like that. And I'm going to vote for Trump. Uh, I don't know if they're convinced that Biden will be the Democratic nominee, look, he is in such bad condition that uh, we have a reason to worry. And there is nobody in second place because Kamala Harris is even less popular than Biden. Uh, And that they may say, look, I'd rather have the devil I know. And that's Donald Trump. He's been president. He did some good things. He may be obnoxious, which he is. But uh, we got to have a real, a real president in power, right? Well, I mean, you, it, it's the whole thing about comparison. Yeah. Um, you know, do you want the the obnoxious person who did a good job, or do you want the fellow like we have now who can barely walk and barely speak? And I, I hate to have him get a phone call at three o'clock in the morning, Bill. Yes, that would be scary. He, uh, he wouldn't. He wouldn't know the time or the place, and that's that right. is scary because. That's this is not something. I mean, these people who get on TV and say, "Well, do you have a medical diagnosis for the president?" You don't need that. All you no. need is a television screen, and if the American people decide I no longer have confidence in this man, that's it. That's the way democracies work. That's right, Bill. I have a theory that the American people have already decided uh, that they don't want Joe Biden reelected, much I think like that's they true. did. Much like they decided that they didn't want Jimmy Carter reelected uh, or Lyndon Johnson reelected in 68, that they kind of decided that early, but then they made the final decision once they saw the alternative or who yes. that person would be. In mm-hmm. the case of Jimmy Carter, it was Reagan. Uh, in the case of, of, I guess, Lyndon Johnson, it's hard to tell. I guess it was Nixon, but I think Wallace, that was an unusual election because Wallace was also a factor there. Yes. But but you, I, I think that's what's happening here, that this situation with Trump that he's gaining, it's. I still think it's a rejection of Biden. I think people have said, we don't want him back. And if they have to go with Trump, well, let it be Trump. But they certainly do not want uh, President Biden back. That's. It seems to me when you look at the polling data and you look at, at like the ratings that he gets on issues, he's like 50 points down yes. on just about every issue, Bill. Yes, he is. And uh, I think the American people have made that decision that they don't feel that they may not dislike him. Uh, they may wish him well, but they I think they feel he simply cannot do the job any longer and it's time to step aside. But who do you step aside for? I mean, uh, uh, 
uh, one of the major black leaders in the United States Congress did say last week that if Biden stepped aside or if uh, uh, or if he simply decided not to run again, that uh, Kamala Harris would have to compete with a lot of other people. In other words, he was saying we're not going to demand that she be the nominee. That's a shrewd move and a good move uh, because uh, because. If, if in fact, Biden decided not to make the run, it would have to be an open convention. The American people will not accept an identity politics choice. And the party, the Democratic Party itself, is so divided that it it could really be a mess. I mean, it could really be a mess. And they could start losing groups of people. They are already losing African-Americans. They're losing Hispanic Americans. I think they're going to the, the Democrats are going to start to lose the Jewish vote, which is critical in some of the larger states. I think they're going to start to lose um, other people who are interested in national defense. Uh, and I and I don't see any. I don't see the party gaining anybody. Right. You know the when you see these groups that are beginning to pull away, I don't see them being replaced by anybody. That's right. And another group they may lose is suburban mothers yes. who are very concerned about safety. Very, very uh, concerned you about know, crime. And crime is killing, uh, is, is horrible in some, of these, in some of these cities. I just saw a story in the New York Post that came out either Sunday or Monday uh, about the number of police officers who are quitting in New York. Yes, yes. It so, is frightening. frightening. Something, they, something like 2,500 in the last year alone. And, yes. and it's very hard to train a police officer and make that officer good in the, in, in the first year. They're rookies. That's uh, right. Yes, and, and a lot of the people who are leaving are very experienced police officers, and they just can't stand it anymore. They're not allowed to do their job. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the, the city council against them. They have the state legislature against them. Police always had the support of, of public officials, but not anymore. Right. They've always been supported by the people. Oh, yes. And if you walk into a black community, they love the police. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but, it, but there seems to be a disconnect between the leadership of the party um, and and the, the voters. I mean, and the, the voters seem to say, no, we want more police. The leadership, they're out there talking about social justice and, you know, cutting police. And oh, yes. They're, they're, I, they're... I, I feel terrible about, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I feel <laughs> terrible about the police officer in New York, because the ones who are staying behind are going to have to do more work now. Absolutely. And, and they don't want to do it because they're not allowed to do the real job. And, and no matter what they do, they get accused of something. Uh, look, the city is uh, now the mayor, which I should point out is pro, he was a police officer for, for many years. And I think he's trying to do the best job he can, but he does not get the support of his own party. If he tries to do anything intelligent, Oh, well, you can't do that. You can't do that. Uh, and the, the that which, which brings to mind a very important subject. Will the Democratic Party survive? Uh, the Republican Party, no matter how stupid it gets, and it, 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 can, it can really push the, uh, the levers on that one, uh, but it will survive. It, it has a way of surviving, of coming back. But the Democratic Party is divided in ways that I think are very dangerous for the party. And you may have a situation where they can... Were they going to? Some some people might break off and form their own party. Or in 1948, that happened right. when the Dixiecrats broke off and, and and ran. So that can happen again, and it can destroy the possibility of a Democrat uh, becoming president. 
Well, I would hate to think, I mean, the, the political convention is going to be in Chicago in about, what, 10 months or something like that? And yeah. if this situation with Palestine and Israel is still going on, it probably will be, uh, those demonstrations and that floor at the convention is going to be, it's going to make 1968 look like a Disney movie, Bill. Well, that's true. I, I, I've had some questions about those demonstrations. Have you ever seen so many Palestinian flags in the United <laughs> States? Nobody knows where they came from. Uh, nobody knows where they make them. Yes. It seems to be a pretty good investment because the minute <laughs> they need them, you got thousands that are made overnight. Yeah, and uh, these demonstrations seem so well organized. I mean, did somebody know something or... or uh, I don't know, but they but all it, have the same jersey. Yes. Uh, I mean, they all have the same jersey, the same flag. They all say the same thing when they're yes. being interviewed. It's amazing. Yes, it, it really is. I, I have a feeling that these people don't know where Palestine is, but they are given the lines to speak. Right. Well, you know, they're they're if you listen to them, they're it's almost hysterical because they're against oppression. Yes. They're against occupation. Uh you know, they're against Things they don't even understand. I mean, that's it's, right. It's just crazy. And the, and the people they're supporting are among the most oppressive people on earth. I mean, when you see a gay group supporting right. a, a Muslim nation, that's that's right. very funny. It is funny and ignorant because they, you know, they should maybe spend a couple of days over there, yeah, and see how they treat uh, gay people that's not good. very nicely. From, no, not at all. From what I recall, I mean, uh, I think Saddam Hussein used to throw them over the roof. Yes, absolutely. Not nice. A couple of other issues, Bill. One has to do with New York. Uh, winter is here, I guess. Not technically here, but it's getting cold up there. And you have all these people in the streets. What's going to happen with these migrants on the streets? I mean, well, they're gonna... they cannot stay on the streets. So where are they going to go, Bill? This is the big question right now. They, they cannot let them freeze, and they will not. And nobody wants that. I suppose that they'll... they'll, they'll break open uh, uh, Madison Square Garden other big and they and set up just big rows of of, of uh, uh, you know uh, sheets uh, uh, separations uh, they do have some big stadiums and they do have some big theaters that well not so much theaters but they could be used I suspect they'll devote part of Grand Central Station uh, it, it'll be a very different New York well I don't know you know I suppose they can bring in those medical ships. And, yes. and put them in these hospital ships that, like they did during the the COVID uh, problem. But I I don't know how politically this is going to work out because you feel terrible for these people if they get sick. Where are they going to go? Yes. Where are they going to work? Where are they going to live? And they're very demanding. Yes. They they I may understand. not like the accommodations and and they 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 walked off some of them a few weeks ago. And by the way, you said medical ships. Are you kidding me? They will want cruise ships. Right, you know, with, with with indoor pools. I mean, this is not the America we dreamed of. No, uh, they'll but, take but, a cruise ship into the Caribbean where it's warmer. That's right, that's and exactly. they can, you know, go around the Caribbean while while they settle their issues. But this is not only a big problem in New York, Bill. It's also in Chicago. It's also oh, yes. in, in Massachusetts, uh, where the governor of Massachusetts, who at one time was a huge critic, I mean huge critic of sanctuary cities or Texas and sanctuary cities. Uh, now, all of a sudden, I guess maybe she's finding out what a sanctuary city means, Bill. Yes. Uh, well, 
they, you know, they're, they're finding out that people don't want crime anymore in Boston than they do anywhere else. Right. But of course, no, no, the one, the one state that doesn't seem to change its opinions is California. Yeah. They're going to go. They're going to sink right into the Pacific. And I don't they, think anybody would miss them. No, but, well, they would make sure that all the the immigrants had life jackets. <laughs> That's right. The other day, I saw a statistic that 122,000 people, 122,000 people, that's a city, have, have actually left California and moved to Texas. 120, that's a city, Bill. That's not just 10,000 people. That's exactly that's a, right. That's a city. I mean, I don't know what the population of Albany, New York is, but it's probably not more than 100,000, I would think, or something like that. I don't know. That's where the state capital is yes. or, or used to be. I don't know where it is today. It's, I, th I think today it's probably someplace in Venezuela. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah or, or somewhere else because, you know, for, for a long time you could always count on, on, as they say, upstate New York to save the state. Yes. But now I'm not sure we can even do that anymore, Bill. Uh, it's 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 not doable. If New York City goes financially, it's the state. That's right. Then what you'll then get is a demand by upstaters for a separate state, <laughs> and that that and that may start happening around the country. Well, that's yeah, that that's happening in a few places. I think California had that. Oregon had that. The state of Washington had that. I mean, um, that that is a real divide in the country that doesn't get a lot of press attention, but that is the real divide Oh yes, be between the cities and the suburbs. And it's a divide that is growing and it doesn't get the attention because it doesn't fit the narrative, but it's That's, a real divide. Oh, absolutely. And that divide is going to show up in elections. It may also show up in some violence. I mean, if, if you get uh, uh, the, the violent mobs from a city going into a suburb and all it takes is a train ride, then you could have a real revolt in this country with suburbanites at their windows with guns. That's right. That's exactly right. One quick thing, Bill, uh, before we go. Um, you know, one of the things that I think brought inflation back into the minds of people was shopping for Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. Uh, that going out to buy food for, for Thanksgiving, all of a sudden people realize, my gosh, this is expensive. And I hear that from a lot of people, how expensive, how much more... Basic things, you know, some of the yes. things that you, now I'm not talking about buying a car or a house. That's I'm just right. saying the stuff you put on the table for Thanksgiving. That's exactly right. More expensive. Uh, that, 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 that's what's getting people because that's what reminds them each day of their situation. They don't buy a car every day, but they do fuel it every day. Uh, and then they're told you got to go out and buy an electric car because the government wants you to. And we're no, no more gas stoves. I right. mean, this is crazy stuff. It, it really, really is. is. It's like the, it's like the the inmates really have taken over the asylum. Sure is. And I was watching uh, some football games over the weekend, and it looks like all the automobiles advertising are electric cars. Yes. And and I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, uh, who who's buying this? I have no idea because. I, from what I understand, they're not selling very well, and people. But the people who are buying them are the people who would ordinarily buy could afford a car anyway. You right. know, it's the it's this it's the wealthier people. But I, I I I am amazed that they haven't figured out yet that around the world there must be uh, companies and scientists and engineers working on alternative fuels that will use today's engines and reduce emissions. This has to be happening. It's such right. an obvious thing to do.
And they just, they, they're sold on these electric cars. And I think it's going to be a real bust in the end. Well, it is because they're not selling. And in fact, uh, one quick note about this. Uh, I believe that one of the manufacturers closed down the plant because yes. they, they don't have demand. And how can you have demand for an automobile that is like $60,000? That's right. This is and, the, the point that they're all missing. These are very expensive cars. That's right. And there's and, not and, much of a used car market, you know, so you don't, it's not like you can buy a used Electra and what happens Tesla, if, I mean. What happens if you, if you forget to charge your car overnight one night? You're dead in the morning. You're, you're not going to work that day, that's you're, for sure. You're, yes. You're, and, you're and, not and, going to work. And and even around here, I look around and I see these places where you can charge your car. That's right. But, but you know, most people are doing it at home, which yes. is probably driving up their electric bills. Oh, I think, a, yeah. But I think the electric car has become somewhat of a rich man's car. I really yes, do. I, I think that's very true. Because when you go to the exclusive areas here in, in Dallas Fort Worth, that where you see that's when you see a lot of Teslas. Yes. And when you see a lot of more more electric cars. When you're on the highway, you don't see that many. No, and if and if you're 200 miles away from home in a Tesla and it breaks down, find the local Tesla mechanic. You know, <laughs> that's another thing. Yeah, that's another thing. So it's it, they're going too fast. I think that's what's happening. I mean, the, I mean the not the car itself, but I mean the promotion of it is is going. They're going to have the same problem Disney had that that they're making cars that the public doesn't want. It doesn't mean they're bad cars. But it's just that you have to make something people want to buy. And electric cars doesn't seem to be one of those things that people want to buy right now. Maybe it'll that, change. I think that's true. And, and well, they, they'll have to drive the price way down and they will have to improve them and make sure they're, you know, the, the hybrid makes sense because if the electric part doesn't right. work, you, at least you can get to a hospital with, with a gas engine. That's and, right. Well, those uh, are the best options, I think, the hybrids. Yes. Uh, because there you get the benefits of, of uh, you know, not having to buy, not having to drive always with gasoline. And but you have the security of having a gas tank. That's right. In case of an emergency. I think those hybrids are good solutions, but they're also expensive. Very expensive. They're and, and, car, and cars generally are very expensive. Uh, they are. And, yes. And um uh, you know, they and one of the reasons is that the people who run things in Washington do nothing to make them less expensive because they don't approve of cars for the masses. For themselves, yes, but not for the masses. That's right. No, you're exactly. They think that it, the other thing, too, is that they think that everybody has public transit. Yes. And they don't understand that really most Americans do not have public transit. I no. mean, here in the Dallas area, public transit is very limited. If you're going downtown, you might be able to to take the train. Yeah. But for most people, that's not really the the case. Well, Bill, as always, thank you so much for your time. It's always a, a great pleasure to chat with you. I guess we just have more reasons to get together next week. We do. We, we do. And uh, it'll be mid-holiday season. And uh, we, we will uh, talk more about the... Uh, uh, Black Friday and Green Thursday and Yellow Saturday and all those things they're advertising that we don't want to buy. Well, that's right. Well, next uh, next week, of course, it'll be our first show of December 2023. So there's always a first every time we talk. Terrific. Very all good. All right. Thank you very much, Bill. Have a great day. Same to you, Sylvia. Thank you so much. Our, our good friend, uh, Bill Katz, the editor of Urgent Agenda. We chat with him once a week, have a lot of fun, talk about a lot of issues. 
and uh, this electric car situation is that's a real problem because they're not be, they're not selling they're not selling. But I was watching, as I mentioned to Bill, I was watching football over the weekend, and that's all I saw was advertising for electric cars. And I'm saying, wow, who's buying these things? Because I really, I really don't see them. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas. Have a wonderful week, and we'll talk to you later.